Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I am your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 3 episode 322 of this daily study podcast. Thank you so much once again for joining us as we take a pause from our Come Follow Me our Come Follow Me studies. Although, as I mentioned yesterday, really we are actually continuing our Come Follow Me study, but this time looking particularly at the discussion point of plural marriage in the uh, context of Doctrine and Covenants section 132. Before we do that, as we always do, uh, we're going to have a look at our Facebook group, uh, which is um, Church Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And just to share any listener comments that have come through on this section or during this week, whilst, whilst we've discussed the sections, uh, just one this week about celestial marriage. Um, a great comment says, um, it's, uh, a listener says, it's like eternal insurance. If we have not been able to, to yet to take part in celestial marriage, we have been promised that so long as we are worthy, this blessing will come. If not in this lifetime, during the millennium. It's, um, you know, I think that's a great reminder. And something which we discussed uh, during this episode as well. And so, uh, well, during this week on this uh, podcast as well. And so uh, this is a great blessing for us to know and understand as well. Speaking of which, let's talk about and dive into then the um, the teaching and the doctor, the, the principle of it, of uh, plural marriage. Now, I think a good place to start is in the scriptures. And uh, we have a clear reference about plural marriage, aside from obviously the... Um, the Old Testament accounts of um, ancient prophets who practiced the, the law of polygamy or plural marriage. Um, we have uh, also in the Book of Mormon an actual direct teaching about it from Jacob. If you remember in Jacob chapter 2, he talks about uh, a plural, oh my word, plural wives basically, uh, and how. Um, in verse 27, he says, Wherefore, my brethren, hear me and hearken to the word of the Lord. For there shall not be any man among you, save it be have one wife and concubines, he shall have none. Um, but then, of course, um, we have a kind of condition uh, about this uh, or, or a situation where this may be required. He speaks about where it wasn't required, first of all, with David and Solomon. In verse 24, he says, Behold, David and Solomon truly had many wives and concubines, which was which thing was abom abominable before me, saith the Lord. I found a very interesting quote uh, by Franklin D. Richards and James A. Little about plural marriage and about how in the scriptures we are not actually given a, a definitive no, but also not a definitive yes on this law. And it seems that there are a number of things to consider when discussing this. They said, quote, had plurality of wives been sinful in man, the inference is reasonable that it would have been equally condemned. Although plural marriage was customary, customary in the days of the patriarchs, some assert that it was done away in Christ. This would seem very inconsistent when he himself was one was of a polygamous lineage. He was born and filled his earthly mission among a polygamous people, yet he never reproved them for their plural marriages. There is nothing in the inspired writings to infer that he reproved or did away with either polygamy or monogamy, close quote. Making the point there that actually there is, uh, we need to be aware of the context and be aware, and be aware of when there was polygamy in, in place with righteous individuals in, in history, why that might have been. And of course, in verse 25, it says um, that phrase, which we probably are very well know, well, well, well versed with now, 
Wherefore, thus saith the Lord, I have led this people out of the land of Jerusalem by the power of mine arm, that I might raise up unto me a righteous branch from the fruits of the loins of Joseph. And as he goes further on, um, in verse 30, it says, For if I will, saith the Lord of hosts, raise up a seed unto me, I will command my people, otherwise they shall hearken unto these things. So again, this idea that um, the the law of plural marriage uh, was to be implemented by the Lord when the Lord required it for the raising up of seed unto him, or righteous seed. Um, now, when, it's the, when we move towards church history times then, and, and our discussion of Doctrine and Covenants section 132, uh, I think it's well worth remembering, first of all, that we have very little records about um, the Nauvoo period of plural, of polygamy, uh, particularly around the time of the Prophet Joseph Smith. Uh, it was interesting, actually, uh, in recording this episode, uh, just be- previously, um, I was listening to a devotional given uh, or a church history Q&A meeting uh, by a director of the church, or one of the directors of the church history library, Keith Erickson, uh, who was actually in um, the UK and Ireland, uh, giving a number of these Q&A sessions. And he was talking about, oh, and, and naturally this idea of polygamy and plural marriage with the prophet Joseph Smith came up uh, and the question was asked about it. Uh, and he made the point of saying, look, we obviously have a no- we obviously have many questions about this, and this is something which we need to address. Um, but we need to remember, first of all, that we don't have many records of actually what went on with, with Joseph himself and plural marriage. And so we need to be careful when we make assumptions or make jumps in our in our own inferences uh, about how this has, has happened. But with this, um, we have got Doctrine and Covenants section 132, which does talk about um, individuals like Abraham uh, and others. Um, and I think here it, it's very important that Abraham is mentioned and discussed because there's a number of things which this idea of the Abrahamic covenant and um, the law and what Abraham had to do in his life, which is referred to here by the Lord. In verse 30, it says, Abraham received promises concerning his seed and of the fruits of his loins, from whose loins ye are, namely my servant Joseph, which were to continue so long as they were in the world. And as touching Abraham and his seed, out of the world they should continue. Um, so we have, first of all, this teaching about the Abrahamic covenants and how the seed of Abraham was to be uh, was to continue uh, on. Um, and this promise was also given uh, to to the to the saints today, but then uh, but then we have this um, r- reminder that in verse thirty four it says God commanded Abraham and Sarah gave Hagar to Abraham to wife, and why did she do it? Because this was the law, and from Hagar sprang many people. This therefore was fulfilling among other things the promises. So reminding them that. Um, in this situation, that it was required that this happen, and as a result, great blessings came. Great multitudes and, and nations rose from the seed of Hagar. Um, and, and we then move on into verses 35 and 36, where it says, Was Abraham therefore under condemnation? Verily I say unto you, Nay, for I the Lord commanded it. Abraham was commanded to offer his son Isaac. Nevertheless, it was written, Thou shalt not kill. Abraham, however, did not refuse, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. Now, this is where the Lord is teaching the prophet Joseph and those who are receiving this instruction that there are times when the Lord 
requires certain things to be done, um, and that he and it is made very clear what the what the reasons are for, um, and and therefore he is allowing it. But then, of course, he gives the example of David, who was one who didn't have this uh, permission or direction from the Lord to have many wives and concubines, and he did, uh, and as such, he will receive his um, his just reward on the, on on that particular aspect. Um, but with this, the Lord gives very clear and specific warnings and, and instructions about this plural marriage and about how those who would uh, abuse it and not use it in the right way would have many problems to, to work with. For example, in verse 41, And as ye have asked concerning adultery, verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man receive of a wife in the new and everlasting covenant, and if she be with another man, and I have not appointed unto her by the holy anointing, she have committed adultery. And if her husband be with another woman, and he is under vow, and he has broken his vow, and he have committed adultery. Um, you know, there's a long, long list here, and I'm not going to be able to have time to go deeply into this. But what I would suggest is that, first of all, we remember that um, the Lord gave this commandment. Um, and there was a lot of reluctance on the part of the prophet Joseph and those who first heard it initially um, to to follow it because, of course, of their... Uh, initial thoughts about this and there were so many um kind of factors and scenarios and contexts which we are either aware of uh, and we have understanding of or we just don't know enough about uh, to make to make to be able to understand what was going on with that um and i think one of the best places to go uh, and this was uh, directed by keith erickson himself was uh, the, the gospel topics essays and somebody asked the question, you know, if these gospel topics essays are so useful, then why are they not printed in the church ensign or the church Leahona and so on? Well, actually, as, as Keith Erickson pointed out, they are in the place. They've been put right in the middle of the place where most members go to. And it's not the church magazines these days that most members go to for their study. They go to the Gospel Library app, which, of course, has the magazines in there. But the gospel topics essays are there and they should be used openly and faithfully uh, in our discussions and things like that. And so a lot of the things which I would refer to, such as, um, you know, the idea that uh, plural marriage was not, you know, to uh, satisfy our, our human desires, but it was more a way of connecting and establishing links and friendships, strong friendships and relationships beyond the veil, also, the fact that the idea of sealing in Joseph Smith's time was very different to our understanding now and how in the 1890s, our understanding of sealing to our ancestors was more established at that point rather than the early 1840s. Whereas in the 1840s, rather than it be a vertical line from us to our ancestors, is more of a horizontal sealing with other members of the church and strengthening that community together as a, as a group of Zion. Um all of these things and more are discussed in that uh, essay. And I think that that is a really uh, valuable place to go. Um, but I think one thing I, would, I definitely want to finish on, and I know we are over our usual 10 minute mark already, uh, but it's this idea and this understanding, which I have mentioned already, that celestial marriage and plural marriage are not the same thing. Nowhere in any scripture in, in this section or in any of the standard works does it anywhere say that in the celestial kingdom that we have to have plural marriages to be in the highest exaltation of the celestial kingdom. Or indeed that if anyone 
isn't comfortable with a plural marriage, then they have to have this in their life after this. That is not the case either. Um, and I think that we have to understand and recognize that our Heavenly Father loves us and that he desires us to be the most comfortable and most happy and most joyful uh, in the life after this, particularly as we have kept our covenants and particularly the a new and everlasting covenant of celestial marriage with one who is uh, who we've been sealed to for time and all eternity. That is uh, what he desires for us. And so, you know, there, there will be many questions and please do uh, on, you know, on Facebook, on Church Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. You can post them on there or comment there. You can also email session at gmail.com. I mean, I am not histor- a historian, but I have, obviously, I am aware of a number of resources and things that, you know, um, I, I, I like to draw on. So if you have any questions, then please do ask. It's good to ask questions and discuss and to share our our witness with each other. Thank you very much for listening to this uh, rather lengthy episode today. And until we meet again.